0: This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.
1: Now on Talk Radio
2: 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD35.
3: We don't move in our own direction. We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now.
0: Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, Serious Doctors for Serious Injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey,
4: Stern, Cheertano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A good Saturday evening, everybody, and a good Saturday evening, Delaware Valley. Welcome into Saturday Night Live as we broadcast you live on a great night in Center City. And we come to you from the 1210 Studios down at 400 Market Street. J-Doc, you're not at the 1210 Studios today. Uh, I'm lost, man. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I can't find you. Where are you, brother? Well,
2: I'll tell you, Krause, I'm out of town on business. Actually, on my way back, I wanted to be there, but unfortunately things took a little bit longer than I had hoped. But I'm, I'm glad to be uh, coming to you on the uh, mobile phone here. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's second best. I know you can handle it, buddy.
4: I'll do my best without you in the studio, J-Doc, but uh, as you know, when we normally begin uh, the big show on a Saturday night, we always uh, set our table, we always break bread, we always position our audience to understand uh, the conversation that we are uh, about to get into. Uh, Tonight, we've got a real treat, so we'll begin with our normal drum roll. All right. That's a new drum roll, and I love it. And, Jay Doc, we're proud. Uh, in studio tonight is Jordan Cooper, who is the general manager uh, at Senesta Hotel, Senesta, Philadelphia. Uh, he is in studio with us uh, tonight, uh, not only to break bread and be part of the introduction and part of the conversation, uh, but we're thrilled to bring him on. And we want to introduce him uh, to the entire Delaware Valley union community and uh, the rest of the Delaware Valley tuning into the big show tonight.
2: Absolutely. Uh, so I'm ecstatic uh, to bring on Jordan Cooper, uh, general manager of Senesta, our best of labor hotel and event space, um, a, a, a 100% union operation, uh, conveniently located in center in Center City Philadelphia on Market Street. Unbelievable location. We right Ruth Chris right there, right inside the building. Uh, so proud to have Senesta and Jordan Cooper and the entire and that's the Philadelphia team as one of our sponsors on, on uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We couldn't be more proud and uh, an unbelievable place. We can't wait to show it uh, to the Delaware Valley as part of our Union Leader Roundtable segments and a bunch of other stuff. So welcome aboard, Jordan.
0: Jordan, welcome aboard, sir. Thank you, John. Thank you, Joe. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. Uh, we're really proud to be the hotel partner uh, with Philly Saturday Night Live, Philly Labor, and looking forward to great things in the future.
4: Let's jump in and, and learn a little bit about you, uh, uh, Jordan, as you join us for just a few moments to kick off uh, the big show. Uh, you got involved with Saturday Night Live. I know, I know when Jay Dock and uh, when we first connected with you, there was, there was a real passion. There was a real reason for you uh, to want to support and want to get involved in the community. Tell me about it.
0: Well, we have two... You know, we we have Teamsters four sixty three and unite uh, unite here two seventy four in the building. Um, so we have great relations with them. And uh, but my dad was in a union. My dad was an organizer with the American Federation of Teachers. And I remember when I was a kid, um, one night he said to me, "Tomorrow you're taking the bus to schools This is in Brooklyn, New York, it's public transportation." And he said, "When you get to the school, you'll probably see your teachers walking outside with picket signs. And if you do, don't get off. Go to the next stop." and which which i thought you know as a seventh grader this is great i don't have to go to school and get on the bus come home and you're off for the day so it turned out to be three days and um you know i'd wonder for a couple of months there were people coming over the house meeting with my dad sitting around the dining room drinking coffee smoking cigarettes i didn't know what they were doing um i got introduced to everybody because that was part of the house rules but um you know, afterwards, my dad explained to me why they were doing this, why, why it was important that they became a union. And, and that was simply that the uh, Board of Education of the City of New York was not would not talk to them. So, what he told me was, always have a conversation with people, develop relationships, treat people with respect, you'll be treated with respect be fair and open. You're not always going to agree with with what they say. They're not always going to agree with what you say, but you can find some common ground if you have a conversation.
4: Jordan Cooper joining us on the show. Jay, Doc, I've got to give you some radio etiquette when you're on the road. Put your phone on mute when you're not speaking because we're picking up all that background air uh, that's in your car. So when not speaking, always mute your phone. That's your lesson for the day.
2: Well, I'm a rookie, and I, I had it on, I had it on mute for a second there. So sorry about that. Um, but no, uh, listening uh, to, to Jordan, um, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you, you know that that story. It, um, it shows you that he you know, obviously cares about when when you talk about union. You're not just talking about, in, in, so people understand. Talk about fair wages, fair conditions, uh, you know, offering. You know. Uh, your employees' benefits. Uh, and and so, you know, learning those values at a young age and then being involved in one of the best hotels in the city of Philadelphia. And when you're at Sinesta, not only do you get, uh, you know, incredible service in an unbelievable, um, you know, establishment. Uh, or, or forget about the event space, incredible. But you know that the, that the employees there are being treated fairly are being, um, you know, have benefits. So, I mean, you know, you're not only talking to talk, you're walking to walk. And so uh, it's a great story, Jordan, number one. And number two, we got to, you know, can't wait to showcase Sinesta, Philadelphia, because, man, um, you know, did we get a treat when we were there, Joe, and, and where we treat it really well. And that's what people get to expect when they – when they
4: patronize. The Tell place. us about that, Jordan. You know, g- g- give our audience uh, an introduction to Sinesta. I always ask the audience to close your eyes for a moment uh, and use the theater of the mind uh, to imagine and to envision uh, what our message, what we're trying to deliver. Tell us a little bit about the Sinesta.
0: Well, as John said earlier, we're great location at 18th and Market, two blocks from Rittenhouse Square. So for shopping, restaurants, that's just two blocks away. Uh, We have 439 guest rooms, so we're the fifth largest hotel in the city. Um, We have a great lobby bar where uh, if you show your union card, you get a 20% discount, which is always a nice benefit. Um, If you want to stay at the hotel uh, and you call our reservations office or go online, and and just if online you enter in union or or you mention union, uh, there's a special union rate for union members, so that's a good benefit as well. As you know, we, as John was mentioning about the meeting space, uh, we have 16,000 square feet of space. We can accommodate groups up to 300 for dinner. Uh, we have 11 smaller rooms. Uh, the room that that John was in, that you were in, uh, that uh, uh, the FLCIO meeting was in, uh, is our boardroom, which overlooks Market Street. Um, so, it's a wall of windows with all that natural light. And we have another room right next to it that can seat about 40 people with uh, that same characteristic overlooking Market Street. We also have a seasonal outdoor venue which is our pool deck which is a great spot for cocktail parties and receptions
4: all right good stuff you're going to hear a lot about sinesta philadelphia jordan cooper uh, joining us here tonight and uh on, on behalf of the entire community on behalf of saturday night live with philly labor uh we welcome you on board and we thank you so much jordan for coming in the studio
0: Thank you, Joe. It's great to be partner with you and looking forward to a great year. All right. Good stuff, J-Doc. I'm going to leave you on
4: hold. We're going to take our first commercial break of the big show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Thanks so much for tuning in on a Saturday night. Uh, When we come back, we'll set the table. We've got a couple of great guests in the studio, a couple of political guests on the other side at the bottom of the hour. We'll deal with all of that when we come back. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Shout out to all of our listeners tonight out in Media, Delaware County, tuning into the big show. Thank you very much for tuning in on Talk Radio 1210. Special thanks to Jordan Cooper, uh, the general manager of Sinesta Philadelphia, our uh, new partner, our new best of the best uh, Philly uh, with Philly Labor, and we're glad to have Jordan on board. And you'll hear a lot more uh, about the Sinesta as we roll on over the next uh, year. Our special feature, our special. Show tonight under falls under the headline or under the topic of women in labor and politics. So we've got a great 43 minutes for you. Uh, so please stay with us. Women in labor uh, and politics uh, in the studio uh, tonight. The vice president of Ask Me District Council 47, uh, Ethelyn Baylor, is here. Hello, Ethelyn. How are you?
5: I'm doing well this evening. Thank you very much. And
4: thanks for being here. And you look great sitting in that chair in the studio. So thank you so much. Uh, for coming in the the studio. You've got a a big smile uh, and you're thrilled to be here and we're thrilled to have you. So thank you very much. Laura Wentz is with us as well, president of Philly uh, Clue. Uh, She has done this many, many times uh, before. But Laura, every time we welcome you into the program, every time you come into the studio, uh, you come with a mission, you come with an objective, you come with the story, uh, and you come with changing the narrative, which is why um, uh, I was excited when J-Doc was able to uh, say that you were going to join us. uh, in the studio, so thank you so much.
6: Thank you. It's awesome to be here and in, in the brand new th- uh, studio. That it's my first time here, so this is really awesome and exciting to uh, check out the new digs. So this is fabulous,
4: and we're thrilled. And we appreciate. Ready appreci- to rock it out. Yeah, and we appreciate being here for sure. Later on, uh, later on in the broadcast, Jenny Blackwell, Philly City Councilwoman Jenny Blackwell, will be along, uh, and then later on, Pennsylvania State Representative uh, Lee Ann Kruger. Branicki will join us and she will be here as well. So we've got a lot to do in 42 minutes. Um, Ethel, let's start with you. Sure. Thing. Um, under the topic or under the headline, Women uh, in Labor uh, and Politics, that carries a heavy burden. Yes, it does. Uh, tell me about it.
5: It carries a heavy burden because I don't think women are really given opportunities to join the labor movement in or to be a part of politics I don't think women are supported. Um, If you look at what's going on around us today, if you look at Congress, if you look at the Senate, if you look at the House, it's uh, heavily populated, even in the labor movement, heavily populated with men. Um, So I really think in terms of women in politics, I think that we need to train, recruit and activate women and really be supportive to them. Now, you've been involved uh, in the space. uh, How long? For a number of years. Um, I've been with the city for over 15 years. Um, I knew that from the very start that it was very important for me to get involved with the labor movement. I supported my husband for a number of years. We had a growing family, um, small kids, raising five kids. Um, So it wasn't until they started growing and and I had to support a family that I was able to really step from behind the shadows. And I wanted to join my husband. I didn't want us to kind of like grow apart. I wanted us to grow together in this labor movement. So I began to uh, be supportive in a different way uh, to different labor leaders and um, I got involved with Next Wave, which was an initiative from Ask Me International to train, recruit, and really activate and provide a space for the next generation of labor leaders, 35 and under. Although I have a gray head <laughs> of full hair, I grade early. So, um, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to get involved. Fifteen years
4: ago, I guess, is when you started, right? Yes. Now Fifteen years later you find yourself still having the same conversation? Is it different today than it was 15 years ago, or is
5: it the same? No, I think it's really the same conversation. Um, although I was given this opportunity... Right. I think there's a lot of times there are a lot of next waivers who are not given the opportunity. I think it's it's like we want to keep you in this box. We want to train and, and keep you, you know, say you need more training and um, it's not your time yet. Or we haven't really found a space for you really to grow. And I find that a, there's a lot of people um, that need need an opportunity.
4: Let's bring Laura Wentz into the and, conversation. Uh, again, Laura.
6: You're right on target because that's exactly where Clue came around. Clue came into existence because women weren't being given the opportunity to run for office in their unions. And they were, be- and the only job they could run for was recording secretary, right? Uh, because that was a stereotypical woman job, right? So in 1974, they had a convention in Chicago. They expected maybe 700 people to show up. Well, 3,000 women. And a few men showed up. They were sleeping all over the convention center. They were sleeping, you know, everywhere on the exhibit floor, everywhere to make sure that women had a place to run for office, to be engaged, to become leaders, to empower others to become leaders to bring the women's issues to the table
4: tell me uh, and and for the benefit of those who may not um who may not know philly clue Clue. means what
6: so clue is coalition labor union women we are a co-ed coalition fighting for women's rights union rights worker rights human rights and mother earth's rights throughout the country and the world and so it started in 1974 the philly clue chapter started in 1975 uh, and we're still going strong. And actually, uh, in 2016, we formed two chapters in our surrounding counties, uh, the Neshamenei Bucks Clue. And the Delaware-Chester County Clue chapter.
4: All right, let's bring into the conversation JDoc doc because I know we only have a couple of minutes left with him, uh, and I know he's holding on. We're in the middle of a conversation with uh, Laura Wentz, who's in the studio, uh, and Ethlyn Baylor as well uh, in the studio. Uh, under the title for Saturday Night Live tonight, Women in Labor uh, and Politics. J-Doc, I bring you back into the, to the uh, conversation. Boy, I wish you were here to partake uh, in the full 40 minutes or so uh, that we're going to do, but uh, I know you wanted to weigh in. Thank Thanks for holding on, Jay. Doc, you're still with us.
2: Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to ask Laura and Esmond, uh, especially since you know there's a lot of women uh, listening, the challenges when uh, you know when you when you typically stereotypically, and one of the one of the, we've had, we've done the clue segments for a long time, and they've been incredible. Um, but the stereotypes, and you know, with 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 men mostly, you know, supposedly mostly being in, in uh, you know out in the field in labor unions, uh, and then in, and then in, in leadership roles. What challenges did you face? A when you first got in the union, and B when you decided to run for leadership roles.
4: Ethel, let's start with you.
5: Well, I think that some of the challenges that I faced going into the labor movement is that. As Laura stated, it was like women are to play their part. Women are to be the cheerleaders, of uh, play the supportive role, secretary, treasurer, um, and and again, just to help help the men be great. And I think that was one of the challenges that I faced when I first came on. One of the challenges that I'm facing now um, as an African American woman and a leader, a leader in the labor movement, I think is just being supported in a sense of knowing that I am qualified. I, I went to school. I have a master's degree in organizational strategic leadership. I'm qualified to do the job um, to bring people together. But I think that there's still a lack of support for me in this role of being a, la- a labor leader. And again, sometimes sitting at the table, um, being a visionary, I see things and I see the way we should be moving and operating and how we could really be effective. But it's like some people want to keep you in a box. Um, your idea is not supported or it's, it's almost like um, you have to play this role um it's at the tail end of the day we we have to do what's right and it's just about how to get from point a to point b and sometimes not conforming to any type of rules.
4: Laura, how do you get from and, when you when you're moving from a to b? How do you change the narrative?
5: Well,
6: one of the things that you're pointing out is one of the reasons why it's hard for women to run for office, right? So women need to be asked seven times, at least seven times to run for office because they are trapped in those boxes where they, don't, they wake up in the morning, they don't think they're qualified, they think about all the other things they have to do, all their responsibilities to their family, to their household, to paying the bills, to covering everything, as well as are they qualified? Do they have the background? Do they have the skill? Do they have the knowledge? And so, so I'm asking all the women out there that are listening, you are, first of all, I'm saying you are qualified to run for any office you want to run for and I'm asking you to run for office because we need you you to run for office. Women as she was saying has a different perspective. We see things in a different way. We are we encompass not just one value or one view. We see the bigger picture most of the time. And so we're we're bringing the bigger picture to the table. So when you don't have women or anyone of diversity at your table of leadership, then it's a very Uh, restricted uh, way of leading and that's one of the things I'm so I'm a a union stagehand I'm a theatrical lighting designer and a member of IATSE local eight the stagehand union here in Philadelphia and for the longest time it was just white men you know and and when they added variety it was younger white men and they only empowered those who look like them So this year, uh, a lot of changes has happened in my local in the last couple of years. And this year we have uh, African-American male on our executive board. We had the largest election of 22 candidates for our executive board. I was the only woman running. Um, I didn't win, but that's okay. It was a very broad election that had people major diversity represented from our local running for for executive board and then we also have a woman uh who is the uh, uh business agent uh of our local so we have our first business agent and we have our first african-american male as uh, an executive or no no he's not the first but he's You know, it's nice to have a black man back into the equation. And I'm taking my clue hat off for a second, if I may. Well, hold
4: on. I don't want to do that that for a moment. Yeah, yeah, we'll go back. uh, I want to go back. I want you to come back to me with 30 or 45 seconds on this. And then, Eflin, I want you to weigh in. Um, Under uh, Women in Labor and Politics, uh, you made a statement, women must run for office or must be told to run for office seven times. Or be asked to run for office seven times. Yes. Explain that. I, I know it's hard to do in right. a short period of time, so, but what does that mean? So
6: it, I, because we don't believe it the first time, the first time someone asks you to run for office, do you not, you're like, eh, I don't know. I don't. I have all these responsibilities. So I'm asking you, please run for office. If you're a woman out there, you hear my voice, please run for office.
5: Well, I would definitely say um, agree with Laura. I had to be asked several times to run. Office. Whenever I was first asked, and I had to go home and, and really have an honest discussion with my husband, have an honest discussion with my kids. It's a lot of late nights. It's a lot of sharing um, of, of yourself with other people. So you have to be asked several times before you run. But I'm so glad I made that decision. Follow run. up to follow up to that, Eflin
4: asked because why you personally needed to be convinced, or you had reservations f- yourself.
5: A lot comes with a job. This is a job that you must take seriously. It's, bil- it's big responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a woman, you can't take that lightly. You still have a responsibility to your family. I'm still raising, um, I have a senior in high school right now and an eighth grader. So I can't just let things fall by the wayside. I still have a responsibility at home as well. But I just wanted to know that I would be supported because, again, I don't think women are supported once we get into office. It's like, OK, we got you there. There you are. Now, we just expect you to. Do what you do, right, right and or just sit there and do nothing. Right. but um, I think that I need a support, and the biggest support sometimes come from your family when you don't get it from anywhere else.
4: Let's bring j Doc right. back into the conversation before we say goodbye to him. Uh J Doc, I'll give you last word uh, with Eethlyn on Laura on the conversation. We're going to continue, but I give you last word uh, to weigh in.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, um, I mean, I think it's incredible. I think i'm I'm loving what I'm hearing, number one. I'd like to ask them both and and I know, uh, we've done segments uh, with Laura and, and Philly Clue on outreach programs because, like, uh, like Laura said, she's a member of IOTE 8, which is a building trade union. And so uh, talk about breaking the stereotypes. And so uh, unions like that progressing, uh, the movement, are uh, unbelievable. Uh, and so one of the things we've talked about in the past, and I'd like to ask both Laura and Eslyn, you know, as I leave, uh, do you, you know, with, with this segment and, and with your outreach, you, are you proud to be and is one of your goals to be an example to, to young women out there who may not have thought of getting in a union or getting in a building trades union or, or taking a leadership role?
6: Of course. Of course. Definitely. Because you know what? We lead by example. We need to step up and lead by example. Uh, women are. Yes, I, I'm often the only woman on a job. Uh, It's very rare if we have one show, we had 10 women working on a job together. We were actually very happy to be able to work with each other because we lift things differently than the guys do. We carry things differently. We move differently. And it's a lot easier to work with a woman than it is to work with a guy. But yet, of course, we work with the guys all the time because they're awesome and they, you know, they know what I'm capable of and they will work with me, help me when I need help and back off when I don't. Uh, And so that's awesome.
5: So in the space that I am, I definitely as an educator, I definitely believe in the trades as well as in labor. So I feel like it's my job to really be a role model, encourage people who are coming behind me to look at jobs in the labor movement. There is opportunity there. And in terms of running for office, what my goal is is. as the political director. I would like to see more people from labor get into office. I would like to see more people run. There's a space where there are still some next waivers behind me. I want to create opportunities for them to run for office.
6: Yeah, we need them to run for office within their unions. We need them to run for office on the political side. Uh, there's election board uh, in, in uh, your polling stations. They're up for re-election right now this fall. So if there's no one running as a judge of elections or inspector at your polling station, you should run. You only got to work two days out of the year. You need to do it. So run for office.
4: On Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, as we go to the break and say goodbye to uh, Jay Doc, I imagine somewhere close to 50% of the listening audience on this big radio station uh, is female. So I go into the break with this request, or this ask, courtesy of Laura Wentz uh, and Eflin for being in the studio. Um, We encourage women uh, to run for office. Under our conversation tonight, women in labor and politics will continue the dialogue, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Back here live on Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness. Serious doctors for serious injuries powered by Pond, Lahaki, Stern, and Giordano. Thanks very much uh, for tuning in. Also fueled by Sinesta. Of Philadelphia special thanks again to Jordan Cooper the general manager of the hotel uh, for coming into the big show tonight and also a special thanks uh, to J doc who could not make it into the studio J doc you know I love you and I miss your brother sorry can't be here uh, for what is a great conversation and a great topic uh, the subject of the conversation tonight uh, is women in labor and politics Laura Wentz is in the studio president of Philly clue Eflin Baylor uh, in the studio as well vice president Ask Me District Council uh, 47. uh, And joining us now on uh, on the hotline, Philly City Councilwoman uh, Janie Blackwell uh, is joining us and we bring her into the dialogue. Hello, Councilwoman. How are you? Oh, just fine. And how are you? We're all well for a Saturday night, and glad you can take a <laughs> uh, glad you can take a moment uh, uh, to weigh in on our conversation tonight: women in labor uh, and politics. And um, if I can just boldly and emphatically say, uh, Janie, I guess you are um, you represent uh, somebody over a thirty-year career that has a reputation that far exceeds everything that you've done. Uh, you've done such incredible work in the city of philadelphia Uh, i want to tee that question up to you or that statement women in labor and women in politics uh with uh the statement from laura wentz that uh women need to be encouraged to run for office at least seven times Janie, you say what
1: i think that sounds great i've been around for 40 years and uh and uh i succeeded lucian blackwell in 92 and I came with him when he came with Rizzo, January 3rd, 1976. So I'm for, I'm for women uh, running, I'm for them participating. I know what we can do, and I know that we deserve the opportunity to participate as much as possible.
5: So, Councilwoman Blackwell, your story is similar to mine in the sense that you were um, supportive to your husband and then you, as you stated, uh, far exceeded him in everything that you're doing. What would be your recommendation to a younger woman coming into office and what type of support could you offer?
1: Well, we have a lot of interns. Uh, I talk to a lot of people. A lot of people want advice. And uh, and we're happy to talk to them. And I would tell them as I, I heard a little earlier, you know, you, uh, in politics, uh, people who want to run a, 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 in the polling place if there's a vacancy, uh, and certainly they can approach ward leaders if they don't know who their committee person is, or if they think there's none. Uh, there's so many ways to participate. They can come to city council on Thursday to hear what issues we talk about, and then they can approach either their councilperson or some council person who's dealt with an issue that they that they think affects their lives. There's so many ways to be involved, and uh, so we ask people if something interests you and you hear that some elected official is involved on any level, local, state, or federal. You know, go there. Go to that. It's like I tell kids who, who are looking for, who who think they may want to a career choice, but they're not sure. Go there, volunteer, or show up try and talk to that person. Getting involved is the key to everything when it comes to politics and certainly when it comes to labor. You know, Philly's a labor town, as you know. Yes. Oh, yes. And, yes. Uh, and we're very, very proud of the fact that uh, that it is a labor town, and we want the, even more women involved in labor as well.
4: Philly City Councilwoman uh, Janie Blackwell joining us here on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio uh, 1210. I know Laura wants to weigh in, Councilwoman, but let me ask you first, and then Laura, you can follow up on this. Uh, is there uh, um, Janie, is there an old boys network? Is mm-hmm. there a fear <laughs> out there that um, if you're a woman, that you should avoid uh, getting in the space, that you will not have success changing the narrative?
1: Well, you know that's old time thinking, and and people who would talk that way, they're people who they're people who are old school. That day is uh, over,
6: way over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree, one hundred percent and 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 it's over partially because of the work that you've been doing you've been breaking glass ceilings you've been you know that's one of the things that you've been doing that's one of the things ethylene's been doing our goal is to change the narrative right women have so much to add to the equation and we need to just get out there and keep doing it because you know the the I mean, yes, there's the old boys club. Well, you know, it's only worked so far, they only got so far, but the reality is we have something to share we have something to do we are strong hard-working women we know our skill we know what we got to do we have the knowledge to do it and we do a really good job and a lot of jobs that i go on as a stagehand if someone sees me just for the fact that i'm a woman certain road crew members want to work with me because they know i'll retain the information and do it correctly Um, And a lot, you know, our guys are awesome. They work hard, but we just have a little bit of a knack sometimes that they don't necessarily have.
4: Janie, you say what?
1: Oh, I agree. You know, I just left an affair at Shuler's Gym in my area, 41st in Brooklyn. They gave me an award, called me upstairs in the the boxing ring, and they said, thank you, Honorable Janie L. Blackwell, for all you do for Shuler's Gym and all you have done. Now, in the past, do you think that I, I mean, I'm not a boxer. My husband was involved in it, and I stay involved, and in we have a boxing uh, uh, tournament in his name every year. But you always didn't have to surprise me with an award, and uh, who would have, a lot of people would say, how could you as a woman get an award when we're dealing with boxing? I mean, as you have said, everything's changed. We women know who we are. We know we're ready. We want to be involved. And we look forward to doing all that is possible because we can do it.
6: And we're fired up and ready to go.
5: Ready I
4: to agree. Go. <laughs> uh, can, uh, Councilwoman Janie Blackwell joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. It, it certainly was hard to put forty years of experience in nine minutes, Councilwoman. But <laughs> you did a great you did a great job delivering home the message. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for including me. God bless you all. Thank uh, you. Good Thanks st- for all that you do. Uh,
4: good stuff. Okay. Before we go to the uh, before we go to the break. Um, I thought that Councilwoman Janie Blackwell uh, did a good job with nailing uh, where we are today. And based on that, I, I have to push back, Eflin, and I have to ask you now, Yes, sir. Um, why do women still need to be asked up to seven times?
5: Well, I think women have to be asked seven times because when you look around, you do not see many people in this space like you. So I think that's why women have to be at seven times. We have to be convinced that we can get in there. And as I'm going to put a little boxing layman terms on this, because Janie was um, Councilwoman Blackwell was just talking about the boxing ring. But you need some support to feel like you can get in that ring and knock somebody out and box and, and give you some support to do what it is you need to do to be impactful in the space that you're in. Laura, you get last word. 30 seconds.
6: Uh, I agree 100%. And, you know, it's just a matter of believing in yourself. So if you're, you're a woman, you're listening, believe in yourself. I believe in you. You can do it. You can do anything you set your mind to, and you will succeed and go for it and rock it out and run for office. I'm asking you to run for office. I need you to run for office.
4: Our subject of conversation tonight is women in labor and politics. It's Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks so much for tuning in uh, to the big show. Don't go anywhere. When we come back after the break, our final segment, uh, we'll welcome into the conversation Pennsylvania State Rep uh, Leanne Kruger-Branicki. She'll join us uh, and she'll join into the conversation as we roll on on Talk Radio. Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm back here live on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT on a Saturday night in the Delaware Valley where it got up to 88 degrees today. Uh, the second day of fall, and we had 88 degree temperature. Special thanks to Fiti- Philadelphia City Councilwoman Janie Blackwell uh, for giving us a few minutes on a uh, on a Saturday night. And after 40 years of hard work uh, on changing the narrative, I'll take eight minutes from Janie Blackwell. And we thank her for joining us uh, on the big show today. Women in labor and politics uh, is the uh, conversation. Laura Wentz is in the studio. Laura is president of Philly Clue. Eflin Baylor uh, is in the studio as well. Uh, she is the vice. President president of Ask Me District Council uh, 47, weighing in on the conversation now, uh, Leanne Kruger-Branicke, Pennsylvania State Representative, on uh, joining us on the hotline, and she's with us. Hello, uh, Leanne, how are you? Welcome in to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor.
3: Thank you. It's great to be with you this
4: evening. Nice to have you. And let me get you, Leanne, quickly uh, to go on record and weigh in as we, we began this conversation 47 minutes ago uh, with women in labor and politics. That's the uh, headline or the highlight uh, of the conversation. I want to give you an open microphone and give you an open floor and give you 75 seconds or 90 seconds uh, to weigh in just on what that means to someone uh, your, like yourself who's involved in politics, working hard. Uh, to change that narrative.
3: Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm Leanne Kruger-Branicki. I'm a state representative in the 161st District in Delaware County. And I was elected to the state house two years ago in a special election. Um, When I won that election in 2015, I became the first woman to ever hold my seat, And um, I now serve on a number of committees in Harrisburg, including the Labor Committee, where we're fighting hard to support the rights of working families and organized labor. So I'm grateful to be on the call tonight and hope I can contribute to the conversation.
4: I'm going to ask you, Ben, I know Laura wants to jump in, but I want to I want to tee you up to uh, lead you right into uh, Laura Wen's Part of the narrative or part of the conversation tonight, uh, Leanne, has uh, has been uh, Laura's um, request, emphatic request, to get more women engaged in running for office. And the reference has been made multiple times tonight uh, that women need to be asked to, to, to run uh, seven times before they'll uh, before they'll get engaged or before they'll actually do it you say what
3: well that's act that's absolutely true there's research that shows that women need to be asked seven times before they really consider running um, whereas men don't have that same issue in fact you know, we see lots of men these days who wake up and suddenly want to run for, cro- for Congress or even President of the United States. Um, but women need to feel that they're ready. They need to feel that they are the right candidate for the position. And they also need to believe that they can win. Um, they're often not willing to just put their name on the ballot if it's not a race that they can win. Um, And we absolutely need women to run in Pennsylvania. I agree with everything that Laura's been saying. We're number 49th in the country for percentage of women in elected office. That's 49 out of 50. The only state worse than us right now is Mississippi. And so we've got a lot of ground to make up here in Pennsylvania.
6: And that's one of the amazing reasons why I asked you to come and talk to us tonight because you are actually one of my mentors. Um, uh, It's an honor to work with you uh, every day and and all the amazing things that you're doing for us uh, out on the field and in Harrisburg. And I know you're fighting the fight for women, you're fighting the fight for unions, for workers, for the environment, and you're just out there making magic happen. And our goal is if we can get people to come out and vote in this 2017 election, then we can get people to come out and vote in 2018, and get more help for you out in Harrisburg, which we, which is ultimately essential. So I, well, go ahead. Thank you,
3: Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, we, it, it's really shocking right now. I mean, I think everything that people. Are frustrated about that's happening in Washington, D.C., is also happening in our state capitol. It's often happening first, actually. It will test drive some of the bad legislation that they then run in Washington, D.C., and yet it happens with people not knowing about it because there's less media coverage um, and there's less transparency. And I honestly think the people who are running the system in Harrisburg want to keep it that way. They don't want people to know about the votes we're taking, they don't want people to know about the bills that we're running because they know if the average Pennsylvanian working family knew what was happening in Paris in Harrisburg they'd be pretty angry about it
5: I would like to just say congratulations uh, first off but then I have a question for you what is your role could you please tell us about your role as a member of the labor community in Harrisburg committee in Harrisburg
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I serve on the Labor and Industry Committee.
5: Um, this
3: is the committee where any legislation, um, unless the Speaker of the House figures out a way to get it to Daryl Metcalf's committee, which people sometimes use for the craziest bills of all. Um, but any legislation that has to do with the rights of workers um, comes through the Labor Committee. Um, and right now, the Republicans have a supermajority in Harrisburg. What does that mean for the Labor Committee? Well, means that the, Speaker Terzai packs it with the most conservative Republicans. Um, these are people who I truly believe hate unions, don't think that workers should have the right to organize, and want to take away some of the rights that folks in the labor movement have spent years and years and years organizing for to earn. Um, so that means that every week it seems like we're seeing a new right-to-work bill Um, It means that just this session since the beginning of January, we have been fighting um, to protect the rights of workers who are injured on the job to get the medication they need to become healthy again. Um, We have fought-off attempts to make it even harder for people to get uninsurance um, compensation benefits if they're laid off on the job. Um, And those are just two examples of some of the things that are running that most folks just don't even know are happening in Harrisburg.
4: Leanne, when you say uh, the state of Pennsylvania is 49th, that resonates with me to be an awful place to be. Can't, Can't... Can we, how do we change that other than, other than making the ask? Do you see light at the end of the tunnel?
3: Well, I can tell you that the last three seats that the Democrats flipped in Harrisburg were with strong women. Um, I flipped a seat in 2015 when I won my special election. I was the um, the first Democrat to flip a Republican seat in the whole state in five years, and then last November, Maureen Madden up in the Poconos and Carolyn Commita out in Chester County both flipped seats as well. So that, to me, is promising. And, you know, the research shows that when women do run, they are just as successful as men are. They can raise the money, they're willing to work hard, and they often have compelling stories that really resonate with voters. Um, so I have actually spent a lot of my time since winning my own seat two years ago recruiting other women to run. I was just out in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago with Emily's List doing a training. I've spoken at trainings in Philadelphia multiple times. um, And I think now more than ever after the November election, there's a lot of women who have woken up and realized that political decisions impact their families very, very directly, and they're not happy with what they're seeing. Um, And so I and a few of my colleagues are really trying to, to pave the way for other women to run and to win.
4: Pennsylvania State Rep Leanne Kruger-Branicke joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. We thank you for all of the good work on the Labor uh, Committee, and we thank you for taking a moment uh, or two on a Saturday night uh, to join us uh, for uh, some good conversation. Leanne, thank you so much
3: sure thanks again for the invitation and thanks for the work you do
4: all right good stuff that is Pennsylvania State Rep Leanne kruger Brannicky joining uh, us as part of the conversation uh, with Lauren Eflin in the studio um, we always run out of time when we have good topics and tonight certainly uh, is the case I, I've got at least uh, a minute or a minute each that I can provide uh, for you um, uh, Eflin I started the show with you Laura I'm going to come to you first um, a lot was covered uh, tonight uh, under the topic of women in labor and politics and and yet i feel somehow i feel as though we just started to scratch the surface of
6: course of course and so uh on the clue side of things we have a fundraiser coming up on october 11th uh at 5 30 p.m it's our women against abuse uh fundraiser uh women against abuse is the only union shelter in philadelphia and the only accept women children of domestic violence uh it will be on our website website at philly clue uh, P-H-I-L-L-Y, C-L-U-W. Uh, dot org uh, that'll be up later tonight so please check it out uh, I'm going to take my take a moment and take my clue hat off because clue does not endorse candidates we focus on the issues but we do empower women to run for office so if you're a woman listening please run for office uh, and and so take my clue hat off I uh, well, hold
4: that no nope, no nope.
6: you're gonna all right go for it
4: I'm gonna close that at the all end all right sweet because you're walking the walk you're I'm walking. walking the walk <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you are it's but we do that well done by Laura Wins thank yes. you yes. uh, thank you Thank you so much, Eflin Baylor. I come to you uh, for joining us. Thank you first for being part of the studio, for contributing, uh, for starting the process 15 years ago, uh, whenever that was. 30 seconds.
5: Well, I would just like to say thank you for having me here this evening. This is a very important conversation. And as you said, we are just scratching the very surface of it. I think we need to encourage more women to run for office. I'm asking all of the women out here, please consider running for office. Not only consider running for office, we will support you in every way that we can. Thank you very much. Uh, that's good Definitely. stuff. That's
4: Eflin Baylor, the vice president of Ask Me, Ask Me District Council of 47. Laura Wenz, president of Philly Clue, uh, who is running for Upper Darby Township Council at large. That vote is May 16th. November, no, 7th. November 7th. I'm sorry. November 7th uh, November with 7th, everyone so that's, else. Uh, that's coming up. Also, special thanks uh, to Councilwoman Janie Blackwell and State Rep uh, Leanne kruger uh, Brannicky Jordan Cooper from Senesta, we thank you. J-Doc, travel safely. And for all of our listeners out I'm Joe Krause. See you next time.
0: This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.